Gwen Stefani if I was a rich girl. Tanil's over here dancing again. Yes, if I was a rich girl. <laughs> and and today on Bringing It Home, there's a reason we're playing If I Was a Rich Girl. We are going to talk about infidelity. Ooh, I see everybody's volume going up <laughs> and everybody's moving a little bit closer no to the speaker. Today, I know. <laughs> but it's a different kind of infidelity. We're going to talk about financial infidelity. And let's just say I was listening to the news one morning and this report came on and it caught my attention and I said, we have got to tackle this because creditcards.com did a survey. 13 million Americans have a secret bank account or a secret credit card that their partners do not know about. Like, I have really strong feelings Ooh, about this. I mean, this is scandalous. <laughs> Let me give you one more statistic from creditcards.com. One in 20 people that responded to their recent survey said that they live with a spouse or a partner, but they are maintaining a secret account or credit card. Oh. One out of 20. So chances are somebody we know is in this situation or somebody's. Right. Some people are in this situation. Like, this is just kind of shocking to me. Okay, so let's let's define infidelity because I mean, I mean, let's just say for example, you've got two hundred dollars hidden in the house and your husband doesn't know where it is. That's not infidelity, is it? I mean, that's just kind of like financial flirting. Tanil, is that infidelity? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it's full blown infidelity. It's just two hundred bucks. I know. I guess I'm just like from a full disclosure relationship. Okay, I'll give Charles the money when I get no. home. I don't think there's a problem with having a little stash, but... Okay, no problem. Know, like, no infidelity. But, so let's move on. But... <laughs> I know that if my husband had a stash of money I didn't know about, not that I want to go and spend it, but like, why, why didn't you feel like you could tell me that? That would hurt my feelings. I'm just really surprised by this. I am too. Um, but I thought it was a topic we need to talk about. If well, one in 20 people... Are, are, are in this situation, we're going to assume that one in 20 of our listeners might be in this situation. Wow, yeah. So, and, and let's go on a little bit further into this. Okay. Men were more likely to be okay with their spouse making big purchases without okay. checking with them. Okay. 30% of men, but just 18% of women said they were okay if their spouse spent Five hundred dollars or more what? without telling them. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. They were okay with it. Well, I am not in this percentage of women being okay. With uh, it. Yeah, I, I'm not either. Wow! 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 So, what do you think about that? I mean, do you and Josh have like a preset spending limit yeah. that you all just kind of check in? Well, before we got married, almost fifteen years ago, like we had all these discussions about yeah. money because we chose to combine our account into uh -huh. just one, right? And, I mean, back then we said, you know, if it's if it's more than $100, we probably need to just let the other person know so they're not shocked. You know, $100 is not going to send us into some financial free fall or anything. But it's just we felt like it was important to have a conversation. And it's not a permission conversation. It's right. just, hey, look, I'm going shopping and I think that this is about what I'm going to spend. or So no one's surprised when they look at the checkbook register or go online and look at our online banking statement. I mean, what am I buying for $500 that's that I hadn't mentioned to my spouse? I um, guess that's my question. Like, if it's $500 in my house, like, something's broken. <laughs> I was like, going to say, we're, we're getting something fixed, <laughs> repaired. <yeah. laughs> 
But I think we've gotten into the habit of just having those conversations. You know, just, you know, and I know he knows when I go to the grocery store, it's going to be more than $100. We don't talk about that. You know, my husband doesn't have any problem with me spending as much as I need to at the grocery. Yeah. Now, the mall may be different, but the grocery store, he's good with it. But, you know, the sunglasses my husband likes are expensive. I mean, if he's going to buy him a new pair, which I don't care. If we have the money, get them. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the conversation of, you know, if you notice this, this is what I spent it on or whatever. Right. And we don't have a preset limit. We never talked about that and just kind of never did. And we haven't run into that situation where we've needed it. So, you know, everything's been okay. I often kind of get tickled because you'll see on social media, people will be like, yeah, my husband knows how much I spent on Amazon when like 15 packages show up. And he's like, what is this? Yeah, I've seen those kinds of posts too. (laughs) You know, we definitely don't do that. I don't know. I mean, everybody has their own way of living and doing things. We just have a very open conversation about how we're spending our money. Well, now, when the Amazon boxes start coming, I try to make sure I get home first. If I've got notification (laughs) that a delivery is coming or send it to the (laughs) office so that he doesn't see the boxes and, like, freak out. I guess the way I look at it, like, we share all our accounts, so he's going to see it. I know, but we don't have to deal with it today. So, how do we stop this infidelity? And I think you said one of the main things was y'all talk about about the finances. Yeah. And if it's something that we want, we can't afford, then we figure out how we're going to pay for it. You know, like sometimes you have to wait, save, wait, you know, vacation. Oh, yeah. We're going on a big trip this fall. Yeah. That's going to cost us some money. So, we're already like putting money back for that. Right. You know, I didn't just surprise them and book tickets and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess where we're going. Which would be fun. <laughs> we don't have the ability to do that. Without, Not yet. You know. Not yet. But, so, when's the best time to have these money conversations? Well, definitely not like the packages are sitting on your doorstep and mm. you don't want him to go outside. Or, you know, who's had a bad day or you've had a bad day. Or, you know, the bank statement just showed up in the mail. Yeah, not a good time for the conversation. No, I think it's... We just talk usually before we even do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You you know your partner. You do. You know when a good time mm-hmm. would be. And, you know, another thing we need to do is talk about values. It's not just yeah. dollars and cents because where we spend our money says a lot about the things that we value in life. So I think the discussion needs to be about, you know, uh, you know, what are our financial goals? You know, what are we yes. hoping to accomplish together in this financial journey mm-hmm. to kind of get us started, you know, talking about the yeah, dollars and I cents. I agree. I agree. If you've got some retirement goals or you like this trip we're taking this fall, yeah. um, you know, even as far as what you give to charities and church and things yeah. like that. Or maybe you want to buy a new house one day yeah. or, you know, if you're going to need a new vehicle soon or exactly. things like that. Uh, or college is coming up, you yeah. know, for some families. And so, yeah, I think it has to do with values as much as it does I the agree, dollars 100%. and cents. Yeah. So decide on those goals and how you're going to reach them. And then you can make your plant spending plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Something we need to encourage everybody to do is to pull their credit reports and to go through them together. Now, this is going to be full disclosure. (laughs) When you pull those credit reports uh, from all three (laughs) major credit bureaus and you're entitled to one free per year. From each from each three. credit bureau. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to annualcreditreport.com, is mm-hmm. that correct? And it's free. Yes. So you, you can definitely do that and sit down and look at them together. There may be some things on there that are not accurate. 
Oh yeah. Outdated, sure. have not been updated. There may be things you paid off a long time ago that are not showing up. Exactly. As paid. So you want to do that. that. Having those that communication. Yes. And some know. questions may come yeah. up if you do this. Well, and also, um, everybody has a past. So don't attack people based on things that have happened to you in the past. Ooh. You know? This infidelity episode is getting kind of interesting. <laughs> well, you know, people tend to, hopefully with age, get better with how they handle their money. Yes. You know, so, you know, maybe in the past you ran, you maxed a credit card out and then struggled to pay it, but you're past that now. Yeah. You know, and maybe your partner is still struggling in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, give them a little patience and then create a plan to work through that. So some grace, I guess, yeah. is important um, in order to be able to move forward. And, you know, make some arrangements that both of us can live with. You know, one person doesn't need to say, okay, if we're spending over $100, we need to call each other. No. Because then you feel like a child. Right. You know, it needs to be something that we both agree with yeah. and we can both live with. You know, we kind of, you know, there's a little, some months we have a little extra money, like, I don't know, fun money, maybe the term, mm-hmm. entertainment money, whatever. Yeah. You know, and we also know we have a limit when it comes to that, too. You limit I, your fun money? Well, I don't want to um, <laughs> go off on a weekend and then come back and pay for it for the next six oh, months. Oh, no, I don't either. You know what? I, I'm not, you know, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. You yes, know. I do. So, you've got to be realistic with where you are financially. Right. So right. I guess that's what I should say. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't think of it like, as oh, God, every week we got to sit down and have this money talk. Mm. You know? Think of it as an ongoing conversation. Because you don't have to, like, sit down formally at the kitchen table, do you? No. I would do that occasionally when you're doing those, like, reading through your um, credit reports or setting those goals. Or you need to have a check-in. If you're trying to pay off debt, well, we've been working on this for six months. Let's see where we are. Is there something we can do different to speed this up? So you need to measure your progress towards your goals. And if you don't sit down and do that, you're not. So we can't just talk about it while we're riding in the car. We need to. You could, I guess, if that's how you choose to communicate. But it needs to be a more focused conversation. I got you. Um, So, there are people listening, no doubt, that have had financial infidelity. Either they were the offender or they were the party that's been offended so let's talk about some steps to recovery because that doesn't mean that your relationship is is over and it's not gonna last so i think the first thing that has to happen the person who committed the infidelity (laughs) needs to explain how it happened and ask for forgiveness because it was a breach of trust in the relationship yeah um, you know, I guess confession is good for the soul, <laughs> even though we've got the bank statement. You don't have to sure. confess. We know it happened, but just, you know, letting me know how we got here. Right. Is important. And then don't shut down. Like the person hearing that doesn't need to shut that person down. You know, that's right. going to be hard to hear. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of in a lot of cases, because it like, could be I did this because you don't let me spend money on what I want to spend it on. So right. I got a secret account. Because it's not just the money. You're talking about emotional reactions and right. feelings and all that. So, this could be a hard conversation to have. And you, and the person admitting and the person hearing, you know, kind of need to think about how they're going to react. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know? yes. And if you don't know it's coming, you don't know how you're going to react. But no. From this moment, you may need to take a breather, you know, and, and, and it's okay to get mad. It's how you react. So. Right. But y'all got to come back to the table and start communicating. Okay. You know, you can't shut it down and just be like, well, 
give me all your credit cards. I'm cutting them up. No. You know, because they're just going to order another one. Right. <laughs> if we don't get to the root and of the also, problem. also, if the problem has been with that person didn't feel the ability to go and make some money decisions, mm-hmm. you know, that's some introspective things you got to look at, you know, how, how you're talking or not talking, how you're communicating with each other. So that's an underlying problem. It may yeah. be about more than just the money. Right. Um, if they felt the need to go behind your back and do this. So, and then we've got to put together a plan of how we're going to recoup the financial consequences because now we've got extra debt that probably wasn't part of the household budget. And we've got to figure out where the money's going to come from to pay this debt off. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to pull it from somewhere. Sure. Um, This could be tough. I mean, it's going to probably be sacrifice on both parties. Yeah. Ends, which can be hard. Yeah, because the party that didn't do the secret accounts is going to be thinking, well, I didn't create this financial situation. Why should I have to give something up? But I think it goes back to that grace. And if you want your relationship to work, this is where we're going to have to, you know. I mean, honestly, like financial issues are the reason a lot of people get separated and divorced. And I would hate for someone to feel like that was their only out if this has happened to them. You know, you can work through this. Yes. And you can even seek outside help. Go meet with some financial planners. Go to your bank and sit down and talk with um, people at the bank about it, you know. Even seek counseling for your relationship because someone that may feel lied to or that that untrustworthy that can really play into all aspects of a relationship, you know. But there's a, there are people out there that can help you. Yes, and you've got to seek it out. Yeah, and it may be necessary to create a new budget. Obviously, yes. the the previous budget was not working because somebody felt like they needed to get extra, yeah, you know, yeah. credit going or extra account going. Right. So we got to be very transparent. And I agree that getting somebody to help in the situation, a third mm-hmm. party might be the best way to save our relationship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And they may have some ideas that that you you all don't know about, you know, right. that can help you get back on track, you know, and just, and like Tanil says, grace, you know, extend that grace because this is, uh, you know, this can be really hard. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to have your feelings. Yes. You know, so. But we got to fix it. Yeah. Get back on track. And there's a really fun way that couples can kind of learn more about their money personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called the money habitude cards. It's kind of like a, a combination of habit and attitude. Yeah. Habitude. I like that. Cards. And so you can learn more about that by going to moneyhabitudes.com. It's money, H-A-B-I-T-U-D-E-S dot com. And it's literally a set of playing cards that Mm -hmm. you can use to determine your uh, financial personality or your money personality. And your significant other can do the same. And this can be a good way to start the discussion. You're right. For people that have never talked about money. And that's such a great way to think about how your attitude does affect your habits mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, they're connected. Yes. So that's a good way to get the I conversation going. It's maybe good to do um, even before you get married. Oh, you know? it would be. It definitely would so, be. That's a great idea. So I just want to tell people if this is something you're living with or not, you know, just don't feel don't feel guilty about it. Just be ready to have that conversation and and come together with your partner. And today's a good day to come clean. If you've been unfaithful, today <laughs> is a good day. To come clean with your partner about this financial infidelity. We can start the healing process and the rebuilding process today. That's true. Good words there, girl. Yeah. So thank y'all for listening. And in the words of Bob Marley, you don't think he had any financial infidelity going on, do you? 
don't know much about his personal life. I don't so. either, but I, that would damage my image oh, of no, him. We'll so I'm, go I'm gonna there. no, no, we're not gonna even think about that. But we are gonna tell you to live the life you love and love the life you live. Take care. Stefani, if I was a rich girl. Tanil's over here dancing. Again. Yes, if I was a rich girl. <laughs> and and today on Bringing It Home, there's a reason we're playing If I Was a Rich Girl. We are going to talk about infidelity. Ooh, I see everybody's volume going up <laughs> and everybody's moving a little bit closer. There's no drama to the speaker. Here today, I know. <laughs> but it's a different kind of infidelity. We're going to talk about financial infidelity. And Let's just say I was listening to the news one morning and this report came on and it caught my attention. And I said, we have got to tackle this because creditcards.com mm -hmm. did a survey. 13 million Americans have a secret bank account or a secret credit card that their partners do not know about. Like, I have really strong feelings Ooh, about this. I mean, this is scandalous. <laughs> Let me give you one more statistic from creditcards.com. One in 20 people that responded to their recent survey said that they live with a spouse or a partner, but they are maintaining a secret account or credit card. Oh. One out of 20. So chances are somebody we know is in this situation or somebody's, right. some people are in this situation. Like, this is just kind of shocking to me. Okay, so let's let's define infidelity because I mean, I mean, let's just say for example, you've got two hundred dollars hidden in the house and your husband doesn't know where it is. That's not infidelity, is it? I mean, that's just kind of like financial flirting. Tanil, is that infidelity? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it's full blown infidelity. It's just two hundred bucks. I know. I guess I'm just like from a full disclosure relationship. Okay, I'll give Charles the money when I get no. home. I don't think there's a problem with having a little stash, but... Okay, no problem. Know, like, no infidelity. But, so let's move on. But... <laughs> I know that if my husband had a stash of money I didn't know about, not that I want to go and spend it, but like, why, why didn't you feel like you could tell me that? That would hurt my feelings. I'm just really surprised by this. I am too. Um, but I thought it was a topic we need to talk about. If well, one in 20 people... Are, are, are in this situation, we're going to assume that one in 20 of our listeners might be in this situation. Wow, yeah. So, and, and let's go on a little bit further into this. Okay. Men were more likely to be okay with their spouse making big purchases without okay. checking with them. Okay. 30% of men, but just 18% of women said they were okay if their spouse spent Five hundred dollars or more what? without telling them. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. They were okay with it. Well, I am not in this percentage of women being okay. With uh, it. Yeah, I, I'm not either. Wow! 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 So, what do you think about that? I mean, do you and Josh have like a preset spending limit yeah. that you all just kind of check in? Well, before we got married, almost fifteen years ago, like we had all these discussions about yeah. money because we chose to combine our account into uh -huh. just one, right? And I mean back then we said, you know, if it's if it's more than a hundred dollars, we probably need to just let the other person know so they're not shocked. You know, a hundred dollars is not gonna send us into some financial free fall or anything. But 
it's just we felt like it was important to have a conversation. And it's not a permission conversation. It's right. just, hey, look, I'm going shopping and I think that this is about what I'm gonna spend or so no one's surprised when they look at the checkbook register or go online and look at our online baking statement. I mean, what am I buying for five hundred dollars that I hadn't sense. mentioned to my spouse? I guess um, that's my question. Like if it's five hundred dollars in my house, like something's broken. <laughs> I was gonna like, say we're we're getting something fixed, <laughs> <yes>. repaired. <laughs> but so. I think we've gotten into the habit of just having those conversations. You know, just you know, and I know he knows when I go to the grocery store, it's going to be more than $100. We don't talk about that. You know, my husband doesn't have any problem with me spending as much as I need to at the <laughs> grocery. <laughs> yeah. Now, the mall may be different, right. but the grocery store, he's good with it. But, you know, the sunglasses my husband likes are expensive. I mean, if he's going to buy him a new pair, which I don't care. If we have the money, get them. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the conversation of... You know, if you notice this, this is what I spent it on or whatever. Right. And we don't have a preset limit. We yeah. never talked about that and just kind of never did. And we haven't run into that situation where we've needed it. So, right. you know, everything's been well, okay. You know, I often kind of get tickled because you'll see on social media, people will be like, yeah, my husband knows how much I spent on Amazon when like 15 packages show up. And he's like, what is this? Yeah, so, I've seen those like, kinds of posts too. <laughs> you know, I, we definitely don't do that. I don't know. I mean, everybody has their own way of living and doing things. We just have a very open conversation about how we're spending our money. Well, now, when the Amazon boxes start coming, I try to make sure I get home first. That if I've got <laughs> notification that a delivery is coming or send it to the <laughs> office so that he doesn't see the boxes and, like, freak out. I guess the but, way I look at it, like, we share all our accounts, so he's going to see it. So I point. know, but we don't have to deal with it today. <laughs> So, how do we stop this infidelity? And I think you said one of the main things was y'all talk about about the finances. Yeah. And if it's something that we want, we can't afford, then we figure out how we're going to pay for it. You know, like sometimes you have to wait, save, wait, you know, vacation. Oh, yeah. We're going on a big trip this fall. Yeah. That's going to cost us some money. So, we're already like putting money back for that. Right. You know, I didn't just surprise them and book tickets and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess where we're going. Which would be fun. <laughs> we don't have the ability to do that. Without, Not yet. You know. Not yet. But, so, when's the best time to have these money conversations? Well, definitely not like the packages are sitting on your doorstep and mm. you don't want him to go outside. Or, you know, who's had a bad day or you've had a bad day. Or, you know, the bank statement just showed up in the mail. Yeah, not a good time for the conversation. No, I think it's... We just talk usually before we even do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You you know your partner. You do. You know when a good time mm-hmm. would be. And, you know, another thing we need to do is talk about values. It's not just yeah. dollars and cents because where we spend our money says a lot about the things that we value in life. So I think the discussion needs to be about, you know, uh, you know, what are our financial goals? You know, what are we yes. hoping to accomplish together in this financial journey mm-hmm. to kind of get us started, you know, talking about the dollars yeah, and I cents. I agree. I agree. If you've got some retirement goals or you like this trip we're taking this fall, yeah. um, you know, even as far as what you give to charities and church and things like yeah. that. Or maybe you want to buy a new house one day or, yeah. you know, if you're going to need a new vehicle soon or exactly. things like that. Uh, or college is coming up, you yeah. know, for some families. And so, yeah, I think it has to do with values as much as it does I the agree, dollars 100%. and cents. Yeah. So decide on those goals and how you're going to reach them. And yeah. then you can make your plant spending plan. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's important. Something we need to encourage everybody to do is to pull their credit reports and to go through them together. Now, this is going to be full disclosure. <laughs> when you pull those credit reports uh, from all three <laughs> major credit bureaus sure. and you're entitled to one free per year. From each. From each three. credit bureau. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to annualcreditreport.com. Is mm-hmm. that correct? And it's free. Yes. So you, you can definitely do that and sit down and look at them together. There may be some things on there that are not accurate. Oh, yeah. Outdated, sure. have not been updated. There may be things you paid off a long time ago that are not showing up. Exactly. As paid. So you want to do that. that. Having those, that communication. Yes. And you some know. questions may come yeah. up if you do this. Well, and also, um, everybody has a past. So don't attack people based on things that have happened to you in the past. Ooh. You know? This infidelity episode is getting kind of interesting. <laughs> Well, you know, people tend to, hopefully with age, get better with how they handle their money. Yes. You know, so, you know, maybe in the past you ran, you maxed a credit card out and then struggled to pay it, but you're past that now. Yeah. You know, and maybe your partner is still struggling in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, give them a little patience and then create a plan to work through that. So some grace, I guess, yeah. is important um, in order to be able to move forward. And, you know, make some arrangements that both of us can live with. You know, one person doesn't need to say, okay, if we're spending over $100, we need to call each other. Because then you feel like a child. Right. You know, it needs to be something that we both agree with and we can both live with. You know, we kind of, you know, there's a little, some months we have a little extra money, like, I don't know, fun money, maybe the term, Mm -hmm. entertainment money, whatever, you know. And we also know we have a limit when it comes to that, too. You limit your fun money? Well, I don't want (laughs) to go off on a weekend and then come back and pay for it for the next six months. Oh, no, I don't either. You know what I'm not, you know know what I mean. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So you've got to be realistic with where you are financially. Right. I guess that's what I should say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And don't think of it like, as oh God, every week we got to sit down and have this money talk. Mm. You know, think of it as an ongoing conversation. Because you don't have to, like, sit down formally at the kitchen table, do you? No. I would do that occasionally when okay. you're doing those, like, reading through your um, credit reports or setting those goals. Or you need to have a check-in. If you're trying to pay off debt, well, we've been working on this for six months. Let's see where we are. Is there something we can do different to speed this up? So you need to measure your progress yes. towards your goals. And if you don't sit down and do that, you're So we not... can't just talk about it while we're riding in the car. We need well, to... You could, I guess, if that's how you choose to communicate. But it needs to be a more focused conversation. I got you. Know. you. Um, so, there are people listening, no doubt, yeah. that have had financial infidelity. Either they were the offender or they were the party <laughs> that's been offended. So, let's talk about some steps to recovery. Because that doesn't mean that your relationship is, oh, no. is over and Absolutely it's not going to last. So, I think the first thing that has to happen, the person who committed the infidelity <laughs> needs to explain how it happened and ask for forgiveness because yeah. it was a breach of trust in the relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess confession is good for the soul, <laughs> even though we've got the bank statement. You don't have to sure. confess. We know it happened. But just, you know, letting me know how we got here. Right. Is important. And then... Don't shut down. Like, the person hearing that doesn't need to shut that person down, you know? That's going to be hard to hear. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of of cases. Because it could be, I did this because you don't let me spend money on what I want to spend it on. So, I got a secret account. Because it's not just the money. You're talking about emotional reactions and feelings and all that. So, 
this could be a hard conversation to have and you and the person admitting and the person hearing you know kind of need to think about how they're going to react <laughs> <laughs> yes you know? yes and if you don't know it's coming you don't know how you're going to react but no from this moment you may need to take a breather you know and and, and it's okay to get mad it's how you react though. right but y'all got to come back to the table and start communicating okay you know, you can't shut it down and just be like, well, give me all your credit cards. I'm cutting them up. No. you know, Because they're just going to order another one. Right. <laughs> if we don't get to the root and of the also, problem. And also, if the problem has been with that person didn't feel the ability to go and make some money decisions, mm-hmm. you know, that's some introspective things you got to look at, you know. How, how you're talking or not talking, how you're communicating with each other. So that's an underlying problem. It may yeah. be about more than just the money. Right. Um, if they felt the need to go behind your back and do this. So, right. and then we've got to put together a plan of how we're going to recoup the financial consequences. Sure. Because now we've got extra debt that probably wasn't part of the household budget. And we've got to figure out where the money's going to come from to pay this debt off. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to pull it from somewhere. Sure. Um, this could be tough. I mean, yeah. it's going to probably be sacrifice on both parties. Yeah. Ends, which can be hard. Yeah, because the party that didn't do the secret accounts is going to be thinking, well, I didn't create this financial situation. Why should right. I have to give something up? But I think it goes back to that grace. And if you want your relationship to work, this is where we're going to yes. have to, you know. I mean, honestly, like financial issues are the reason a lot of people get separated right. and divorced. And I would hate for someone to feel like that was their only out if this has happened to them. You know, you can work through this. Yes. And you can even seek outside help. Go meet with some financial planners. Go to your bank and sit down and talk with um, people at the bank about it, you know. Even seek counseling for your relationship because someone that may feel lied to or that that untrustworthy that can really play into all aspects of a relationship, you know. But there's a, there are people out there that can help you. Yes, and you've got to seek it out. Yeah, and it may be necessary to create a new budget. Obviously, yes. the the previous budget was not working because somebody felt like they needed to get extra, yeah, you know, yeah. credit going or extra account going. Right. So we got to be very transparent. And I agree that getting somebody to help in the situation, a third mm-hmm. party might be the best way to save our relationship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And they may have some ideas that that you you all don't know about, you know, right. that can help you get back on track, you know, and just, and like Tanil says, grace, you know, extend that grace because this is, uh, you know, this can be really hard. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to have your feelings. Yes. You know, so. But we got to fix it. Yeah. Get back on track. And there's a really fun way that couples can kind of learn more about their money personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called the money habitude cards. It's kind of like a, a combination of habit and attitude. Yeah. Habitude. I like that. Cards. And so you can learn more about that by going to moneyhabitudes.com. It's money, H-A-B-I-T-U-D-E-S dot com. And it's literally a set of playing cards that Mm -hmm. you can use to determine your uh, financial personality or your money personality. And your significant other can do the same. And this can be a good way to start the discussion. You're right. For people that have never talked about money. And that's such a great way to think about how your attitude does affect your habits mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, they're connected. Yes. So that's a good way to get the I conversation going. It's maybe good to do um, even before you get married. Oh, you know? it would be. It definitely would so. be. 
That's a great idea. So I just want to tell people if this is something you're living with or not, you know, just don't feel don't feel guilty about it. Just be ready to have that conversation and and come together with your partner. And today is a good day to come clean. If you've been unfaithful, today <laughs> is a good day to come clean with your partner about this financial infidelity. We can start the healing process and yes. the rebuilding process today. That's true. Good words there, girl. Yeah. Good so words. thank y'all for listening. And in the words of Bob Marley, you don't think he had any financial infidelity going on, do you? I don't know much about his personal life. I don't so. either, but I, that would damage my image oh, of no, him. So I, go I'm going to, no, no, we're not going <laughs> to even think about that. But we are going to tell you to live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care.